Hey, it's episode 19 of Which Please Radio. Uh, this week we're talking about paperbacks, so everything uh, to do with books and novels and whatnot is uh, discussed today on the show. And it's another four-person episode, which means that the three main uh, regular hosts of the show, me, Rob, and John, are all here. And our guest this week is Elliot Walsh, who you may know, um, you may also know by his stage name of Nestor Windrush, uh, previously Satchel Page, Mr. Ness, all kinds of other things. Uh, he didn't, uh, he kind of downplayed it and d- didn't, didn't do a performance like some of our guests have done, but, uh, he has a really awesome, uh, his music is great. Uh, I'm a big fan. I have his, his records and I would highly recommend them. I'm actually going to put a couple of links on the Witch Police page so you can check that out yourself. And yeah, this is a uh, kind of a crazy episode in that it's probably one of the longest ones we've done in a while. We've been trying to keep close to an hour so we can have the, um, optimal length for the UMFM broadcast, which, um, Monday nights at 11 PM, if you want to check it out on the airwaves. You can also go to umfm.com to stream it live on Mondays. But uh, yeah, anyway, this one was like, uh, we get a bit carried away and off topic. And it was actually one of my favorite episodes we've done this year so far. But uh, it's a little bit random. Like if you, when you turn, when you start, after you hear this little intro thing where I'm babbling, it kind of cuts right into the, right into the discussion, which is absolutely not on topic at all. Yeah, it's a good one though. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out uh, past episodes of the show, you should go to www.witchpolice.com and click on the podcast button. There's the archives for the previous 18 shows, which can be downloaded or streamed. You can also check us out on, there's a Facebook page, a Facebook uh, group, actually. You just search for um, We Are The Witch Police is the name of the group. And you can also check us out on Twitter. Um, Rob has a at Rob Crooks. Uh, he also has robcrooks.com if you want to check out what he's up to. And uh, the show is at Witch Police FM or the blog is at Witch Police and yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's a really good one. It's kind of sprawling all over the place. It's some pretty awesome discussion. And um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. So check it out and enjoy the show. Is that like the same thing with a girl from like Four Non Blondes writing for everybody else? Oh yeah, yeah. Who did she write for? Like Christina Aguilera and what's oh, yeah? her name? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, what's her name? Yeah, I don't know her name, but I know there's a big about. feature on someone like that. Is it? Maybe it's the same uh, person. Her name is. Um, I'm not. It's a blank. But you know I think mean, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. a big feature on a person who's like responsible for yeah a lot of the hits for you know yeah, the bigger artists and yeah and it's pretty hits. crazy to watch because yeah. I think she wrote that girl from Four Non Blondes who wrote like some Lady Gaga songs and she, oh probably and yeah. she came out like defending I can't believe Lady I Gaga. can't remember her name it's oh uh, yeah I think so yeah what's her name oh because she's right from the Linda Perry yes yeah, I, I don't yeah. know I don't it's, know the name but yeah it's, I always find it fascinating when did did who was the woman who wrote for Katy Perry. Kathy Dennis. She also wrote for S Club Seven. Did she? Oh, man. Did, she like, did she yell at the microphone too when she sang? No, she sang like <laughs> touchy feely, touch me, feel me. It always was with these black dudes dancing and doing Vogue and shit. Like that. <laughs> really bright colors, but the black dudes would always be like in silver super tights. This is in the UK. Yeah, it's in the yeah. UK, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> of like course. It. Very much. Black dudes with gumbies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds UK. <laughs> cool. But yeah, it's kind of cool to to listen to that shit and then see what she. Know where? Yeah. It's just like wow. It's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that people like after you find out someone notable wrote a song and then you go back and listen, like how CeeLo wrote that fucking song for uh uh 
that group, like, he wished your girlfriend was hot, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, Pussycat yeah. Dolls? Yeah. He wrote well, that? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's weird. And it's Whoa. funny because when you go back, when you go <laughs> back, I can picture, yeah, yeah, when you go back and listen, yeah. it's like you could see CeeLo singing that. Well, song. it's just like when Danny told me for the first, um, told me that Rakim wrote, wrote uh, yeah, that "Summertime." Song. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, "Holy you shit!" Told me that, actually. That's yeah, totally, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally even, Rakim. Will Smith even raps kind of like in that yeah, deeper yeah, voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's all chill. It's not yeah. like. That's it's not awesome. like Rowdy Will going on. And that's like the best Will yeah. Smith song, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the only one that I could well, probably I mean, would still that listen to. That one parents don't understand. That, that is that's true, yeah. That's the early stuff. Who wrote that, though? Did he? I mean, yeah, he wrote that. Did he? Yeah. He wrote that. Cool. All the early stuff he wrote. Because I just found out who wrote, uh, the guy who wrote fucking, uh, his other song, one of his other big ones, like Wild Wild West. No, not that. Oh, um, uh, the one, uh... <laughs> Not Men in Black. Yeah, it might have been the Men in who Black. Who were that? I can't uh, remember, but it was someone. It was Nas. That's who it was. What? Seriously? Yeah, was it yeah. Nas? Yeah, it was. That's really Because I remember I saw it on Twitter, and it was like, this guy, this guy that I follow on Twitter who I find really funny, and some, like, some of the one, like, other rap thing that I follow on Twitter was like, oh, did you God. know Nas wrote this song, and this other community was like, who gives a shit? And I was like, fuck you. I, that's awesome. I like dude, that dude, shit. dude, dude. I gotta look that up, man. So, we've been recording a lot. But that, <laughs> that, that I don't doubt. Because that's another one where Will Smith raps in the lower cadence. So you think he's like emulating the guys who read it? What are some of the lyrics of that song? It's just, it's about the voice. It's about the movie, right? Yeah. It's completely about the movie. You can dissect the lyrics. Well, I would just like, maybe he says something like, something like the Witten Queen's Bridge. Queensbridge. You know, I'm wondering if Queensbridge aliens. Do you think they recorded demos though? Like, do you think that like yeah, yeah, recorded yeah. a demo and gave it to Will Smith, and yes. that's why he's doing it like that? Yes, like, yeah. And then cool. he just learned it or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's what Pharrell would do all the time too, right? And then he'd say, he it's either he was gonna do the chorus or he wasn't, mm. and that's when a lot of his songs you could tell the ones that he produced and that he actually sung the choruses for, but yep. didn't sing the choruses for. But it sounds like how yeah, you but it sounds that. like how you do it because yeah. that's just the way the only way he knows how to do it. Well, anyway, we should get into the thing. This is uh, episode 19 of Wish Please Radio. 19? 19, yeah. Almost, the, Almost the at number teams. 20. This is cool. Um, oh, were we recording all that? Yeah, we recorded all that. Yeah, we always, oh. you know, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so this is the, uh, what's the theme? Paperback. 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 We have a random, we hit like a button on the internet and it gives us a random theme for every week. How does, how does, is it like, is it, how does that work? I just go to a random word generator online and just hit a button and then we get like a whole pile of words and then we base like... I was hoping I'd meet the machine that does it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it spits out at us, we have to use. So we've got some pretty weird ones. Like this one's, you know, it's kind of weird, I guess, but... Isn't at the same time kind of straightforward? Because it's... Yeah, very Most songs have yeah. a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very so. much so. And we got one coming up. It's like subdivision. Like that's, that's what the word it gave us. Oh, so that's a good one. So some of them are, yeah. What yeah. is bumpy? Bouncy? Bumpy, yeah. Bumpy and leopard. I'm pretty excited about that one. That's going to be good. Oh. We played Dennis Brown on that one, yeah. Radio fans. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the episode. Uh, this is the paperback, and we have, uh, like last time again, we've got me, Rob, and John all here, and our guest this week is... Elliot introduce Walsh. yourself. All right. And uh, what we haven't done in all of the guest episodes, and it kind of is annoying <laughs> when you listen back, is that like we don't t- say anything about who the person who's the guest is. Just they just start talking. So, I mean, do you want to just like, you know... Give a little bit of information. Sometimes you get some Winnipeg history. Sometimes I find it annoying when people have to introduce themselves. So we should like, just go just with it. The mix, and right. it's like, hey, what did you do? Oh yeah, that's right. I used to do that. That's when I when I listened to this song. I thought about going to groceries, and that's when I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that makes more sense. 
Keep right. it in the flow. Well, okay. I'm not trying no, to dictate no, your show. It's all right. It's all right. I like your your shirt, though. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know how many Wu-Tang songs are inspired by books? A lot of them. I know. I didn't know that until now. What kind of books? You know, things I don't know about too much. Kung Fu books? Kung Fu books. <laughs> Kung Fu books. Obviously, <laughs> the a lot of... War. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, and then yeah, a lot the of... Uh, to Ching or something. Yeah, yeah. a lot of, uh, like, Pan-Africanism, oh, Nation yeah. Islam, literature, things of that nature, right? Yeah. But then you don't think of that when you're yeah. actually listening to it as much. Well, I actually did think about that, how I could fit a Wu-Tang song into it. I already played Wu-Tang. I think we actually talked about that when we played Wu-Tang last time. Like. There was a song that I saw listed, because I was doing some research, and it's listed Raekwon's guillotines. Are one of, is Raekwon that does guillotines? One of the later Wu-Tang yeah, tracks. So. And then it had a writer that was listed that inspired it. And I was thinking, wow. it's Just like we saw it on the internet? Just, yeah, I just saw it on the internet. It was just like... Cool. I, I found a lot mind. of like conflicting like stories about artists who would be like... Yeah, this this is about a book, and then you like kind of research it a little bit, and then it's like not really about a book. It's like people just kind of make up read their the, own stories. They've well, read the book at some point. That's that's what happens. Is eventually, it becomes this. Uh, it it is one thing when it's written, and then it changes to something else. And a lot yeah, of yeah, a lot of writers will and and songwriters would just say, uh, let the people have their own reasons for what it may be. Who knows what you're thinking at the time. Yeah, exactly yeah. what you're thinking well, at the there's, time, you know. There's that Roland Barthes essay, like Death of the Author, about how the the meaning of a text can never be like placed in the mind of the author because there's no way to know what the author would mean or like mm. what he was thinking when he wrote it or whatever. So maybe we should uh, play a song. Play a song, yeah. So we're not gonna explain who you are. It's cool. Just we'll just keep talking. This, all right. We yeah. won't explain who you are, Nestor Winrush, aka Mister Ness. Mm. <laughs> See, that was more. That was more organic. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know? See, you made it humorous. You made it humorous. What are you... What is that in your head? Estrella. Oh, looks like it's from, uh... Goldilocks' house. <laughs> <laughs> Candy beer. It's <laughs> made of gingerbread. Who's Goldilocks again? No, Goldilocks are three bears. I knew yeah, that. Yeah, right, so I'd be like, no, this one I was thinking just Hansel and Gretel. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. I was expecting that response from you. Very disappointed. With I was thinking Hansel and Gretel for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, They're mixed, all the same. Mixed up I try to tell these stories like to my daughter all the time, and I can't remember how they go. So oh, the dude. versions I come up with are just like <laughs> when you get so the, crazy. They'll end up with Wu Tang. <laughs> no, no, they don't. They don't. But they they just like they end up horrible. Like it's just <laughs> what ends up happening to the protagonist. You know, like well, yeah. So it's it's the when you get those like actual and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, when you get the books, yeah, and you, you start reading them, then you, you're like, whoa, I gotta change this now. From yeah, kids. yeah, for sure, yeah. Because yeah. no one reads about kids getting eaten and stuff anymore. And no, well, my version's that happened. Shot anyway. up yeah. and you know, <laughs> huntsman being stuck. Yeah, yeah and cutting out like a yeah, be, like a heart of a somebody, and you gotta <laughs> yeah, gotta eat it or whatever. Isn't that what Cinderella or something? What are, you, what are you guys telling like your your kids the story of like Temple of Doom? <laughs> <laughs> You realize how similar all these fairy tales yeah, are to yeah. the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why we all enjoyed yeah, the Temple of Doom. Yeah, let's monkey brains and yeah. ripping hearts out of guys. Yeah, yeah. That was always my fa- that was always my favorite one, not because it was the best one, but because well, it's not the best one. Because monkey I had it on beta when I was a kid. <laughs> so I used to like that was one of the movies that I like. Well, I've probably seen like a hundred times. That's a good one. It's not the best one though. No, it's not. But it's like the closest to my heart. Raiders is the best one. Yeah, I, mean, I think Raiders is the best one. I think the the the, the bookended ones are, I mean, not including the the, the, the new one was one. a piece of shit. 
Yeah, I didn't see that. Who, one. That, that one doesn't count. I saw it in the oh, theater. Big mistake. It was yeah, a mistake. Like, yeah. The first one and the third one, I think. Oh, the, the one with the Connery. The one with Connery is yeah. pretty good. Connery yeah, yeah, yeah. one's good, yeah, man. Because yeah. it's it's a lot funnier than the other ones. Yeah, that's good. Someone play a song. Okay, well, Sam, why don't you go first? I haven't decided what song I'm gonna play yet. Okay. Well, I don't care. I can go first. All right. I uh, go first every week anyway. I always okay. play stuff first. Well, I'm going to play a song by an artist that I had played before on this show. Right. I'm going to play uh, Warm Leatherette by The Normal. Well, this is that uh, band that had like the one release only, right? And yeah. Was, this is the other side of it or what? Yeah, yeah. This is the A side. The other song I played was TVOD, which was the B side. That was like one of the first episodes we did, though, so that's, that's yeah. cool. Well, and this song is so fucking good. It's like, when I, it was the first song I thought of, but it was such a good song. I figured I would play it. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's based, the reason I chose it for paperback is because it's based on the book, uh, Crash, by what, J.G. Ballard, I think his name is, and, uh, yeah, the book is about, uh, car crashes and sex, and people having, uh, sex and cars crashing, I don't know, I never read <laughs> the book. And they made that movie about it. Yeah, the, the Cronin. No, the other, the other, the other movie is the one about, like, let's be happy about not being racist. And oh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I can't the worst I, movie ever. Yeah, I've seen both go. of them, but I don't. That's what, that's what it is. These two movies come up very often. Well, because it's the same title. Right? Were they released around the same no, time? No, 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 I think the Cronenberg one was way earlier. Oh, Cronenberg was okay. But the other one won an Oscar, right? So everyone, yes. Yeah, so everyone, when like, I saw it, like, when that movie, when the Hollywood crash came out, which, you know, that's a terrible fucking movie. But when the Hollywood <laughs> one when the Hollywood one came out, I saw this interview with Cronenberg, and Cronenberg was fucking furious. I thought you can't do that. You can because the Cronenberg movie is Canadian. Canadian. I was going to say, like, oh. I, can't, I can't make a Jacob's Ladder, can I? I don't no. know. Well, maybe if it was Canadian yeah. production. Huh. But, like, yeah, so... So, so it's like Cronenberg Bush and Bush X? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, Cronenberg was, like, visibly furious. Like, he was really angry that this was happening. Well, because that movie has taken over in terms of the more popular, well-known... Yeah, that's what people too. think of when it th- yeah. they think of the Cronenberg. Cronenberg's such a great movie maker, too. Yeah, anyone making a movie is familiar with movies. Like, they knew that there was... Another crash out there. Yeah, it's a good title for a movie. But I mean, if you're like, I was talking about this earlier with someone actually. If you were, if if you're right now like a 19 year old or whatever, a young kid who's like getting into films, you know, and you hear about this movie Crash, you, know, you need to see this one. Yeah, you like Google Crash and fucking yeah. Sandra Bullock comes up, Don Cheadle comes up. Yeah, yeah. No problem with Don Cheadle coming up in the movie. She's <laughs> <laughs> perfectly fine. I have a hard time with Don. Don Cheadle was pretty actually in that an, movie. He's all right. Like he's as such far an as over actor though, like. Overactor. I feel Over. like he is like I don't I, know about that. I've never seen Hotel Rwanda, which apparently is a really, really Hotel Rwanda is a good movie. That's man. the one that like kind of made him like. Well, that's when people took him seriously. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was in a bunch of stuff before that. Wait sure. a second. He's in Rush Hour. What is the? What is? What's, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. He was. Uh, he was Jackie Chan's like like like. Uh, he like ran a gambling ring at a Chinese yes. restaurant because oh, he, he was like married to the Chinese woman yes, and he yes, was like yes, he knew kung fu and shit. And then oh yeah, him and Jackie Chan like fought and they they fought with the same style they and they were like yeah, they learned respect. It. Yeah, exactly. I love Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is Stopping awesome. Stopping racism. That's what Don Cheadle has been about since day one. Man. Yeah. So that's good. That's noble cause, but what, his acting's a little. What was the order? Was it Hotel Rwanda or was it Crash? What came first? I think it was Hotel Rwanda. I don't know actually. That's a good question. You're close. Uh... Because it seems like if it was Hotel Rwanda first, why would you do Crash? I think it was Crash. I think it was Hotel probably Crash Rwanda. first, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Because he got you the get credit for the garbage movie. Yeah, and then which won an Oscar movie. anyway. So he yeah, goes, oh, yeah, yeah. this guy was in this. Yeah. And then people actually take it seriously. Maybe it's the other way around, though. Maybe the reason. Maybe maybe he <laughs> did such a good. Di- maybe he did such a good job in Hotel Rwanda that they were like, oh, this guy would be this... good for this big block blockbuster. Which it, like, it, did he almost have a Freudian <laughs> slip there about anti racism? What did <laughs> I it's almost a blockbuster. say? Oh, blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Crash. Be the longest episode ever already. Alright, so no tunes. We'll just we'll just talk about Don Cheadle for an hour. Don Cheadle is brilliant. You're making him sound like he's uh, the Canadian actor there. Comedic uh, liar, liar. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. But I mean, Jim, Jim Carrey's like comedically overacting. Overacts. Yeah. yeah. He really wants an Oscar about it. Eh? Does he? He's like, like he always wants an Oscar. Movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like every time he does a serious movie, he's like so overacting to the max. Like it's always like the type. See, of... he, he should have got one while well, he could have for that island movie where he's under a dome and never gets out. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pleasant. Yeah, what's that movie? Uh, no, it's, a no, it's uh, what's it called? Uh, Mr. Truman Show. Truman Show. Truman Show. Truman Show. See, but then after that, he started doing uh, the Andy Kaufman thing. Yeah, and, and then the Majestic. The Majestic, and that yeah. was the one that was supposed Give to give me an movie. Oscar. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And then yeah. that that number thirteen thing, which is like the well, one I never, I never saw, saw any of the, the Spotless Mind one. Yeah, that was all right. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, but it's like that one's like a little too dramatic. Well, it's also too weird for. Yeah, to win, be yeah, given yeah, an yeah, award yeah. of any type. Who directed that? Was that Michelle Gondry? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh, Man, have you ever seen the Science of Sleep? Yeah, it was great. That movie's amazing. Really like the it, way yeah. he directed it, I like, have that. The way the way it. that movie like like goes in and out of like being awake and being like in a dream is so really cool. incredible. Really like, cool. The directing in that movie's amazing. Better than a Doctor Who episode. I never watched Doctor oh, Who. Oh man, you gotta watch Doctor <laughs> Who. You gotta watch Doctor hey, Who. Hey Sam, you ever watched Fridge? Yeah, we watched the whole series. Oh man, what? What is Fringe? Just, no, Fringe is just great. tell me right now. You can spoil it for me. Alright, what, what? Do aliens ever get involved in this show? Uh, if you tell me nah. yes, I stop watching it. But no, it, not, no, no. It's not, like, there's like weird shit that happens, but not explicitly aliens. Okay, so. good, good. That's all I just... I think aliens are a cop-out in every show that's science fiction, except for Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who makes sense, right? Yeah, well, and Star Trek, right? Cause well, of course, yeah. but it doesn't make sense that they don't what shoot about? up. What each about other's, uh, oxygen, oxygen tanks. What about like Solaris? I can't watch that. The old business. one, the George Clooney one. Well, uh, the, well, I never saw the George. Well, Clooney I also one. think that George Clooney's an alien, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Can we just play the song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have it. So gotta... What does it have to do with the theme? You didn't even, you didn't even get that. <laughs> I did. I, I it's only based on. It's based on the book. All right, all right, all right. Let's play the song. That's what made it. What's it called? The normal. Feel the steering wheel. Feel the steering wheel. Warm. 
jobs you have to be completely immersed in that 24 7 24 7 so the description of like tiger woods before his his marriage and his family life and what he was applying himself into uh there's if there's um it's not just youth it's how much time you could apply yourself into something Mm -hmm. because that's what your life is it is your profession and then it becomes at a certain point your profession which makes you happy is supposed to also, I guess, feed or feed into the things that actually make you happy, which is your family and your kids and all that sort of but, stuff. Yeah, but when you're uh, an elite, like maybe athlete or something, then you don't even, yeah, you don't it's, have time. That's that, that doesn't even factor. It does, it's, it's well, when you're when you're uh, an elite athlete, there's you've been doing uh, it since you could walk. Yeah, exactly. That's just so, what it is, right? There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And and the person that's met you, they totally understand that this is your life. This this is what it is. Yeah. So, anyone, anyways, we're now talking about specific people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what do you guys say about that? Yeah, that was warm leather rep by uh, the normal. Uh, the guy. So the story goes: guy broke up with his girlfriend. Read read the book Crash. I uh, had just heard, Craftwork. I guess Craftwork had like a single that year. It was in '77. Um, he went out and bought the cheapest synthesizer he could buy, made this 12-inch, uh, which was a warm leatherette, A-side, B-side, TVOD. He put it in the back of, uh, he put it in the back of, like, punk rock magazines to sell as a 12-inch, and I guess back then people just bought whatever. 
and he also put like the label the label of the of the record like he put the address of the label along with the ad for the 12 inch which wasn't just a label it was just him and it was like the address was his parents house and he, i think we he, we talked about we this we may talk about this a little thing, bit yeah yeah. Because yeah. so then I talked about Minor Threat and how they did the same right. thing with Discord. That was like like a couple okay. months ago. So anyways, out of this record, he never put out another thing. He just started Mute Records, which put out you know a bunch of stuff yeah. after. That was cool. cool. It's too bad he didn't make more music. Sometimes you gotta find your role in life, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if he's into something that's interesting too then it's he's going to seek it out and make it more available it's, to more it's, people it's so also like the other side of looking at it is it's pretty crazy that he just made one one fuck like two songs and yeah. they became super iconic you know yeah. well, that's that's folklore right there man yeah. it's yeah. mythology building yeah. right there yeah. that's, that's it right it, it would almost be disappointing if he showed up next week and put out another record because like yeah. people would go see it for sure he played a show but like yeah. it, it would be like oh well, I don't want to hear this like yeah. it wouldn't be as good yeah it's like that, it's like that that girl or that boy that you see from far away and you have some sort of crush on them. <laughs> yeah, better not from the, From the nice things that they've said before, but yeah, then yeah, when yeah, you finally yeah. you you finally get involved, then it takes away all the allure, yeah. Yeah. all the mystique. I was going to say, it reminds me of that, that Jandek guy, you know? Who's that? Jandek? Do you guys know Jandek? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. He put out these albums, this guy, for like a couple decades, he's putting out all these albums only on vinyl, only by mail order from like his own label. And it was all really weird. Like some of the songs, he's like his face is right up to the microphone, and everything sounds really distorted and feedbacky and weird. Some of them are just folk songs that are really out of tune and bad. And it was like really outsider music, and no one had any idea who he was. Like no one had any clue. And there's actually a documentary uh, called Jandek on Corwood that came out, and it's all he's got all these like uh, guys from Sonic Youth and all these like kind of indie rock types who are huge fans of his records, like trying to figure out who he is. And no, there's like random pictures on all the albums. Uh, taken over the years look like they could be the same guy but no one knows anyway uh, uh, like five years ago he just started playing shows suddenly and this is a guy that no one has ever seen before had any knowledge about now he's just suddenly hey I'm here I'm playing shows and it's like and it almost feels like it ruins it you know like because hmm. like, it's cool that he is playing shows but he's older now and it's like now everyone knows who he is and they he has it's like a face to, you know like should have kept the mystique yeah it was like a long time he kept the mystique too I guess he wasn't making any money should have kept the pantyhose on his head like Ghostface Killer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We had a Wu Tang reference right there. That's right. Yeah. Ghostface did okay though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> turned out alright for me. Yeah, yeah. He had the he had the pantyhose on his face because he was wanted. He had a warrant out for his arrest. That's the story with it. Yeah, that didn't last too long. And that's that why they called like... him Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I thought they called him because of the, the Kung Fu movie though. Uh, maybe I thought I always well, thought it was always double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta, you gotta have a nickname that fits with you, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't wear that thing for very long though. No, no, it was right at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, that was warm leather at warm leather at. Cool. Yeah. Let's let our uh, guest pick one. You want to play? Why am I on the spot all of a sudden? Well, because you and I are both playing two, so we might as well get. Yeah, well, well, usually we have like works. Like we play two each. No, we, we we used to do it just three people, right? Okay. And we'd uh, we'd only have a guest if one of us couldn't make it, so we'd do two each. But now we're trying to do the three of us if we can, and the guest just to get okay. so we have a guest every week. So that means that. The guest usually plays two songs, and one of us plays two songs. The other two play one. Yeah, because right. we try to play six songs. Six so songs, so it fits out to be about oh. time-wise. So. I can play them. I can relax. I will, yeah, it's also, thanks, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll play one from the similar era. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll play kind of similar songs. Yeah. Which one are you doing? I'm going to do a Tuxedo Moon song. Okay. Called uh, The Stranger. Okay. And, is it based uh, on like L'Etranger? It is, yeah, yeah. This is like reading from the book, you know, from the French yeah. version, L'Etranger, uh, at the beginning. Isn't the cure killing an Arab also based on that? Yeah, it sounds like it. I don't know. Like he cure, does kill an yeah, Arab in yeah. the book. 
Yeah, I... I don't like the cure, I just... Like, like I, had, I had this on my computer, and, uh, yeah. but I wasn't sure, like, what it was from, but it's from, like, it was a single, I think, an early single, and then, uh, was released as part of a compilation. I have absolutely no knowledge of this. The Tuxedo Moon... And Tuxedo group? Moon is a, yeah, there's a band a that, like... It's the group or a guy? There's, like, two main people, I think? I think there's, yeah, two main people, but then, like, a lot of, like, <laughs> members people coming in and, in and out okay. and stuff. And... Almost like an art collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started as, like, they were part of, yeah, some art collective, I think. I was reading about them today. Because this is a band who, uh, like a lot of things that I've been getting into recently, I'll like hear a song I like, and then I'll just download way because of the internet the bit torrents and stuff. Yeah. I'll download yeah. way too much, and like their later stuff isn't stuff that I'd be into. And so I found it just like overwhelming. And this is a band that like when I, I first downloaded a couple years ago and haven't really listened to much at all. And it just this came up as I was looking for something to play for today. It's funny you you mentioned that about downloading tons of songs because I was just reading this article about how. Uh, in the Napster days, there's so many songs that were like mislabeled. We did that on purpose. I used to mislabel stuff on purpose. Oh, oh really? That, no, that's, that, that's hilarious because like my old band, we used to label it as Britney Spears and stuff, mm-hmm. so people uh, would download. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's like, they but, but, it's but like, they didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't help anyway. It's hilarious because that's what the article was about. It was trying to find out how these songs get like mislabeled, and one of the, the the like examples that the writer took was this Radiohead song. Yeah. And everyone like thought that it was like um, like a unreleased Radiohead song, yeah. and it was like super exclusive to have, and it was really cool, and it sounded like Radiohead, so everyone bought into it. But it turned out to be this band from LA who just like I guess labeled it as a Radiohead. Yeah, and, the, and the deeper the art or the deeper the writer went into this, she uh, I think it was a woman. She found these um, people who were like doing it on purpose back in the 90s like taking really big names and mm. mislabeling them because they were against pirate sharing and stuff. Oh, well, you know what the worst the all, the that's why they would do it. Yeah. the all time worst of that though is whenever you get any reggae song people call it Bob Marley I've had people who have still they got like I'm looking through their oh, their, their, their music on their computer yeah. or whatever and it'll be like you know anything they got like Bobby McFerrin you know <laughs> no like, no but that, yeah exactly I've like I know people who oh, think that brutal. don't worry be happy yes, is yes. a Bob Marley song and like, sublime like smoke two joints oh yeah Bob Marley you can, like no and another one is, no I'm serious that's horrible it's, another it's one horrible. is uh, do you remember that I can't remember I can't remember the actual artist but the uh, because I got hot no, 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 <laughs> probably no. though I bet someone has no, no. <laughs> this old like this old like jazz rap fusion song from the 90s like Big Trip Flip Fantasia yeah, that, that people S3 uh, is that S3 I don't remember but I, I remember seeing it all the time on like Napster and file sharing sites as Diggable Planets Diggable Planets yeah all well, the time I remember actually in the days of recording rap songs yeah. like on uh, on cassette that when I recorded that song when it was on WBLK out of Buffalo and I wrote down Diggable Planets on it and then I was like, "Shit, yeah, it ain't diggable planets." <laughs> but it's it, and that also comes down to record labels finding a sound and then thinking that mm-hmm. it will apply yeah. somewhere else and trying yeah. to make a yeah. hit out of it, right? Yeah. Well, and the problem is one person labels it that too, and it just like it it's gone, blows it's done up once like we, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but these guys who are doing it considered themselves. That's like, pretty funny, actually. Like, yeah, like the, it's it's almost like a culture jamming. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how they described it too. Like, yeah, which is funny because it's not because. Like pirates, like you know, they they think that they're the ones who are like fighting, like you know, like so it's well, this this the one guy who started this like sorry to interrupt. This one guy who started this group to do it, he did it because his his wife was a musician and he was sick of the idea of people stealing his wife's music, and I just thought that was so funny because who the fuck's trying to download her music? (laughs) 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 He should be happy that anyone's listening to her fucking record. Yeah, I I was gonna say as like a marketing ploy. 
it's good to get your music up, but someone has to at some point dig into what it actually is. Yeah. 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 Which is like that. So if it's a really good song or something, you know, if there's some something yeah. good about it, maybe it'll... Well, yeah, someone downloads Britney Spears and then hears, like, Grandpa's Army and they're like, this is some shitty ska band recording on a tape player <laughs> in the basement. Like, yeah, you know, it's delete, not gonna... Delete. Yeah, delete, right? They're not gonna... You're not going like, yeah, oh... This is actually Grandpa's Army. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A bunch of teenagers from Winnipeg, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> just, really? All right, just play a song. So this is uh, Tuxedo Moon. <laughs> yeah, The Stranger. Mais j'ai fait un pas, un seul pas en avant, et cette fois, sans se soulever, l'Arabe a tiré son couteau qu'il m'a présenté dans le soleil. La lumière a giclé sur l'acier, et c'était comme une longue lame étincelante qui m'atteignait au front. Au même instant. La sueur amassée dans mes sourcils a coulé d'un coup sur les paupières et les a recouvertes d'un voile tiède. Mes yeux ont réglé vers ce rideau de Je me sentais une personne
passer de la source fraîche à l'air de rocher. J'avais envie de retrouver le murmure de son eau, envie de fuir le soleil et le envie enfin de retrouver l'ombre. Hey, do you want to talk about that record? That was uh, The Stranger by Tuxedo Moo. Um, it was a, a split 7-inch uh, from, like, I think the late 70s, so, it, like, before even their first main album release, I believe, and then um, came out on a compilation years later. Cool. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of lot from the book there. Yeah, it was just, no, I just heard bits of the lyrics, like, the part they expected me to cry at the funeral and stuff. Yeah, obvious connection. I, from the book. I think I've read the book, but it's been a long time. But you must have read it at one point. Like, and I've never, read, I've never read it in French unless it was No, I think school. I have it in French. Yeah, we, no, we read it. it. I remember we were in, we read it in grade 12 yeah, French class. But I, I don't think yeah, I was, totally I don't think I was appreciating, like, what I read while I was oh, in no, high school. Oh, this is the English version. Wait a second, you guys read existentialist books in grade 12? Grade 12. French class, yeah. Well, there's certain, like... This is the English version of it. You have to read, like, Of Mice and Men I thought as I had well, which isn't well, existentialist, but it's yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of social commentary. Uh, a lot of the books uh, in grade 12. I hear they call it I, I some like versions of the outsider. fact that... Oh, yeah. Oh, is that... That's what it's some called in English, The Outsider? I've seen it as the Oh, yeah, so I've definitely read it. They in French, but... That's a different one. Oh, you the know, same thing? No, it's the same. Thing. Same book, yeah. It's okay, wow. so I have read that. Yeah. I think see, it, that one wasn't part of my curriculum, but I see you know, that with the uh, like, the other classes or yeah, whatever, yeah. maybe other schools are reading The Outsider, but I never read that book. It's Man. a good book. Yeah, but yeah, we read it in French. And I don't know why I have an English version. I must have just bought it somewhere, like you know. I think I bought it. I have a couple books in French now that are like. I've been meaning to read because I want to start getting into French more, yeah. but I've had them for years. So I have uh, some French books. Hasn't some, happened yet. Yeah. There's a, uh, I have um, the Contrati Chauve um, by Ionesco. Mm -hmm. It's like a play and it's uh, like an absurdist play. So it devolves into people just screaming at gibberish at each other by the end of it. It's yeah. really awesome. Like I'd love to see, <laughs> I actually watched bits of it on YouTube and it just like. Performed. Performed, yeah. And the yeah. whole like last act is just people screaming gibberish at each other. It's awesome. Wow, that sounds very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Cool. I just picked up the Rhinoceros by Ionesco. I like Ionesco actually, from what I've read, which is not much. I, well, I just I just read uh, Waiting for Godot for the first time. Yeah, and um, I, it's Which funny. Not, that's another other. one. Speaking, of, we went to see that when we were in school. Oh, did you? But the, the reason I bring it, I didn't. Hmm. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah performed somewhere, like our whole class or something. I didn't go see it. Where oh. was the performance? I don't remember. I think that's one of our smoking pot. <laughs> TYP. Probably, Probably TYP. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
Sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say, because it kind of reminded me of like those absurdist plays of UNESCO, and uh, yeah. so I was doing some research on uh, Samuel Beckett, yeah. And even though he was born in Ireland, uh, most of his stuff he because he lived in France and most of his stuff he did in French. Oh, really? That's cool. And so, like, uh, Waiting for Godot was actually originally a French play, hmm. and he was like in he was in France that same time as like uh, all those absurdist playwrights and stuff. That's cool. This is the book I'm talking about. Not that you guys can see it. This is the book I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. I know it doesn't have anything to do with anything, but uh, by the end of it, it just evolves into people screaming, uh, What's Cantatrice? The Bald Soprano. In oh. English. The English version is The Bald Soprano. The Bald Singer, right? Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's where we do, like, a described video. Yeah, yeah. There is a witch police. She pulls out a yeah, book right. with a brown yeah. and white cover <laughs> entitled... But it's always, in those things, it's always they point out like the really weird details. Like he pulls out a book. His 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 beard is somewhat disheveled. Because <laughs> you gotta do it before the next line comes out. Yeah, right. The you gotta hear the line right. Show right. He it. pulls out. A book. Oh shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good, man. So good. So you got anything to say about the song? Or are we good? No. Alright. <laughs> so I guess you get it. Was that it? Yeah, I think we should I don't think we even talked, on. but it's okay, whatever. Just go play this one. Did we talk about your song? Not very much. We talked about. There's a good thing. There's some strings going. mixed in there, some synthy stuff. Yeah. Um, they, when, they first, like... when this band first started out, like I think they were very anti whatever was popular at the time, so they would like do a lot of like. This isn't. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is like. This doesn't really represent this, but but they would do a lot of screamy stuff. They would do like synth music with screams over top of it, Sounds or right. things. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, I have a lot of material by Tuxedo Moon, and really haven't plumbed through it because I found it overwhelming. I think when I first started checking it out, maybe the time timing wasn't right. I didn't even know they existed until just now. Yeah, so it's the kind of thing I had on my MP3 player and deleted off of yeah. it. It's still on my computer somewhere, mm. hence why. I came across this but uh yeah it's a great example of uh getting music at the s speed of thought that's what factor would say well i think there's, there's music that you have to like come into at the right time there's things that like if i had heard it you know five eight yeah, years ago i may not have been into and well, like it's, it's where you are in life right yeah yeah, for yeah. Sure. and yeah your tastes change like some things stay the same there's things that i've liked for 20 years at all Still You're always in 20 years, yeah, but yeah. there are other things that you kind of come into. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll have a... This is a tuxedo moon phase. Oh, this is the Star future. Trek theme plays in the background. Yeah. They're traveling really fast right now. Yeah, and there's all those shots of just going... <laughs> <laughs> I really like that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's Very just good. the cheesiest uh, credits, too. But it was like, what was it? The writing was blue? Yeah, the writing was blue and it was like, 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 like yeah, slanted so, Jeopardy yeah, font yeah, kind yeah, of, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much the future. Yeah. When it says, the best part about those credits is it says the names of the characters, too. So it's not just like Patrick Stewart. It's like Patrick Stewart as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, so you know. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, I wonder who Patrick... Because I like to, you know, I like to memorize names of actors and figure out what they're in and stuff before, you know. Like, I have that useless information, but that you, show tells you... Right they are not a story with... Uh, a movie with a bunch of kids, brat kids inside of a college and they try to kill him or something like that. I can't remember Who? what the story was. <laughs> what are we talking what? about? Something at Richmond High? Oh, I can't remember. 
<laughs> Patrick Stewart and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That would have been amazing. Did you know Patrick Stewart is 75 years old right now and he's marrying a 32-year-old like next week? Did not know that. Because yeah. he's from the future. That's all right. She's 32. Yeah. That's awesome. That reminds me of one of my uncles who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Trinidad, he kept up ranting about how he needed a woman of childbearing age. <laughs> and he's very open about telling my cousins that were in their early 40s, mid-30s. And didn't want to hear him say it anymore because he was in his 70s. But anyways, <laughs> Patrick Stewart's living his dream right now. Yeah, so yeah. cheers to you, Patrick Stewart. And apparently uh, Ian, McKellen is, Ian McKellen is marrying him. Is like the proceeding over this. So, so Magneto is marrying Professor <laughs> X, a 32-year-old. Hmm. Or Gandalf is marrying <laughs> Captain Picard and the 32-year-old. Is she going to dress up? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what her... Yeah, she's, yeah. Wow. Is he going to start driving a Corvette and like combing his hair over? Patrick Stewart, he's not yeah. here. Well, I know, that's why it's funny. <laughs> you know what made it funny? funny you know what made it funny? You saying that's what made it funny. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's carry on here. So what, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Elliot? <laughs> and here's the song. Till I'm charged, writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. The whole of Micah Robin, mechanical movement, understandable smooth. This shit that murderers move with. The thieves theme, play me at night, they won't act right. A fiend of hip hop, it's got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason. With pins I'm embracing, wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the street. And the Nikes on my feet, keep my cipher complete. Where the crew's in the six cap, a Montero deep, I can't call it. Beats make me fall in a Sleep, I keep falling, never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. I'm out for presidents to represent me. I'm out for death, big old presidents to represent me. The world is yours, disciple of the projects, last verbal murderer. Yeah, the world is yours to the Philly bloodheads, crack pumping drug murderers. The world is yours to my nigga coming home from lockdown with new plans. The world is mine, holding a stolen cop's Glock with G notes in my hand. To my man, ill will, God bless your life. To my peoples, the wild queens, God bless your life. My insight and light's vision, words of wisdom, again, pay me intuition to listen. The murder paragraphs of mysticism. Man plant seeds that brings forth multiple breeds. So many cultures on one planet, but one culture's free. Son, I need weed to proceed. Change the flow speed, I'm getting vexed. Juliani is 666. There's no days for broke days, selling smoke pays. I took the chocolate potent Phillies never wrote sprayed. This is the hassle. The bridge is like a haunted castle. The mic's my religion. The system is the devil's lasso. And yo, the trife life is most influential. No colors on men's skins and pens is coincidental. How you live in larger broker? You waste your time extorting papers from smokers. Catching court papers getting broke up. The world is mine. Persona of late Tony Montana yet getting mine. The whole world is mine. Who want it? I never front it. I'm forever blunted. Getting live. Ready up with the lie. Stop. We don't stop the handy low, puff the lie, y'all. Don't stop the handy low, we puff the lie. Every day, puff the lie, plus the handy low. I'm the young city bandit, hold myself down single handed. From murder raps, I 
kick my thoughts alone, get romantic, born alone, die alone. No crew to keep my crown alone, I'm deep, I sound alone. Cave the tide a thousand miles from home, I need a new India for this black cloud to follow. Cause while it's over me, it's too dark to see tomorrow. Trying to maintain, flip, fill the clip to the tip. Picturing my peeps, 98 can make my heartbeat skip. And I'm amped up, they like the champ up. Even my brains in handcuffs, headed for Indiana, stabbing just in like the vendor. The crew is lamping, ill will style. Check the go to smell, plus a profile well. Stash through the flock, clothes burning dollars to like my soul. Walk the blocks with a pop. Check the games plus the games people play. I check the games plus the games people play. Bust the problems of the world today. Okay, let's. Uh, it's funny because they talk to the real. They talk to the real Rick Ross or Ricky Ross. Oh yeah. And it's funny because Ice T like kind of not really part of the movie, but he kind of like goes out of his way to do a twenty-minute interview about. Well, no, because Ricky Ross is all throughout the movie, but okay. they kind of go out of their way to do this like twenty-minute segment about how fake Rick Ross is. Like the rap, rap, Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I heard that the real. Rick Freeway, what was it? Freeway, right? That's the name? Freeway, Rick Ricky Freeway. Ross or something? Yeah, yeah, Freeway Ricky Ross is like, he was pissed off. Well, wouldn't you be though? Like, you know. So well, the guy was a, was a correctional officer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's completely what he's not about, the yeah. real Rick Ross. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where the insult comes. <laughs> What's I that totally one? stole that from our high school, I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the high school library. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that was awesome. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Uh, I mean, like, there's the number they wrote on the side. Like, yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, the reason why I chose that song, we were talking about books. Yeah. Things uh, of that nature. She should um, probably say what song it is. Well, it's The World Is Yours, the Q-Tip remix um, of Nas off the first record, Illmatic. Um, chose that song because of Nas makes a reference to how he gets charged up to write. And uh, talking as a him being a 17-year-old kid or whatever when he's writing these songs. Yeah. And trying to put you in the frame of mind of where he is and just the, the vividness of, of the environment that he's within um, and the elements that are pulling at him, whether they are crime or whether it's just uh, unemployment or if it's talking about Mike Tyson and and, and going to jail at that point, uh, the clothes that he was wearing. Um, but just the, the few lines of talking about his pen and about how... Um, the the image of 
all his words passing the margin. And anybody that's ever wrote a rap song in prior to this iPod, iPhone age has written on a on a loose leaf or yeah. pieces of paper, um, and and exercise that that motion of of the therapeutic just writing over and over again. Um, so that's the only reason why I picked that that song in particular. Talks about uh, Gandhi uh, and and uh, just. Just the exercise and, and the, the poetry involved. Um, and that's one of the first songs where we... Earlier we talked about uh, Rakim and writing for... Will Smith. Will Smith, right? And then we talked about Will Smith and then Nas. Uh, so that's why another reason I had that in my bag, but it made it more pertinent about that. Uh, cadence and, and flow and, and knowing your voice and what who you are um, at the time. So that's, that's the only reason why it chose that it to fit in with this format of paperback because you have to write down your ideas in in that form and Nas has been written about so many times also. Yeah. Countless yeah. times over. Um well this album especially yeah right? this this yeah. and this is this is what would be determined as his pinnacle and you can't that sucks that you're pinnacle you're, you're, yeah, yeah, well yeah, it's teenager, it's yeah. because you get the chance to write out all the things that are on it's on been your building mind, up right? for so long that have been building up and that yeah. that song there's a number of songs on Illmatic that are actually two songs put together yeah um and that's just what happens with these songs they 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 go on for so long on the raw versions and then they try and stick them up together and and see where they match up um, Especially when you had that many like high-profile producers at the oh, time, yeah. really in the studio with them working to make the best record that could possibly be made. Well, to think of that was a it, it was a kid at that time that was doing that, and and yeah, able to pull in all those to I, pull in all those producers that want to actually work with you. Um, I heard a, I heard a story, sorry, but I heard a story about how um, Nas at the time did not account bars, so uh, through. Like you know how in recording studios they have the glass in between the mic and the oh, the, someone, the booth. Apparently, I heard that Premier yeah. DJ, DJ Premier was like like counting them in, oh, when to start one, to rap and when to finish rapping. That's cool. Um, just to go back to something you were saying before, like are people actually writing rap songs on like iPhones? Oh, so right now, this oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This, oh, this, me too. Now, yeah. this article no, about the, I can't, I can't imagine. Well, I do that all the time. Do you seriously? Well, yeah, really, because yeah, the woman who I read about who wrote writes all these big hits and she'll like sing the hooks and stuff she'll just be in there improvising just kind of singing a melody like over yeah. a beat ah, and then she's got her her phone out and she starts writing some lyrics or oh, this yeah. word fits that I'm word fits such a liar right here and for me that uh <laughs> <laughs> if me that seems as sam goes into his phone to show rob crooks it turns out he is a liar <laughs> yeah no this is lyrics, lyrics from the book yeah these are here so it's the best way to keep Keep things. Yeah, it's not though until you until you drop your phone in the river because well, you're yeah, yeah, but a notebook. The, battery, the notebook it. always it's like it may go misplaced. I can't carry it around everywhere. So it seems to me like I I understand the my notebooks. The person like writing a novel charm. use like <laughs> that was that was gold. Cool. Oh, I missed it. I, I wish it was heard. You know what? Sorry, go ahead with what you were gonna say because yes. I think I have something to add. to Okay, that. well I was gonna say because I understand the progression from someone who's writing like books. You know, this is a paperback. 
episode mm. going you know writing from typewriter no forget it like some people do still like the old school people still write longhand but a word processor makes so much more sense it's way easier to edit mm. and yeah, yeah. The, well, back up everything that's been the standard the other, for eight decades though. the other like this, the but, other day i was sorry well the, 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 the end of it is just like for authenticity's sake if you're just like if a thought comes to you well then okay i see a phone being a very handy device Every, mm. everybody these days yeah. has their phone on them so you have something that clicks Put it down. You've got your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's there. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered. I was wondering the other day about how people like used to write like the great novels or whatever, and they would write it out by hand, and their, tra- their transcript was the most important thing to them. Yeah. And about how now you can write it was like on a computer. Children. Yeah, and but now you can write on your computer, and it's so much easier to go back and edit. Whereas and like writing yeah. by hand, you had to like you know cross yeah. lines out and go back and. And I wonder if that. You got to do that. You but gotta, you but know. I wonder. I wonder how like how that has changed the development of writing and how the modern novel compared to the postmodern novel and how like the postmodern novel yeah. and like we're talking about William S. Burroughs how he would cut. I mean this this is kind of related to that how he would cut stuff up and like put them in different order and just. I don't like, know if we talked about that was, in the air or not. But no, we didn't. Okay. And it was other people's material. But yeah, it makes you think more carefully when you're writing if. You're doing it in ink. Mm. You're gonna yeah, formulate yeah. the thought before actually it's gotta be it down yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of it being kind of a stream of consciousness. The yeah. other thing I wanted to point out was that is with Nas or any rap that that if I choose to play another rap song, yeah. but we all know our rap music in this room um, is that to about maybe ninety nine ninety let's say ninety four ninety five uh, rap was heavily influenced by the philosophies of, say, Pan-Africanism, of uh, the Black Panthers, of uh, Public Enemy before that, of Malcolm Nation, X, things of that Nation nature. Islam. Nation of Islam. Um, uh, Langston Hughes and uh, the Harlem Renaissance. And it's just that Nas just falls in line with all those those thinkers of that uh, of those previous eras, eras that came before him. Um, and also, when it comes to writing raps and songs, it, there's a lot of lines that are borrowed uh, not just samples but lines that are borrowed from other rappers there's always homage paid to other writers that have come before you um that may have not been so so called inside of a book but these are the people that you listen to and that you took their perspectives of on life so and so forth and then you pull also from books as well but Nas is that that prime example of there was a shift in where rap was going at the time he was the young kid and he took totally from what came before him, um, in, in terms of that, and 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 I don't want to say assimilated. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Well, rap rap has a um, long, long standing of like referential material. Can, I yes, think that, I that's think it's totally what even, it is. It's, yeah. it's it always has been and always will be. And if you're not familiar with where it comes from, it sounds good, but you don't really get. I think it's, it's, it's like jazz. Like you always, with jazz, always it's, it's like jazz, of, though, right? Because I mean, you listen to a jazz record and. Yeah. I, they're always like quoting something from a from a previous, you know. Yeah, this came like, I mean, you can listen to the podcast, most avant-garde yeah. thing ever, and then all of a sudden you're going to hear like a line from something that came with thirty years mm-hmm. earlier, and this okay. is the same thing, right? You need the full appreciation. Yeah, yeah you get the full appreciation. That's always you, need to be you get a, a deeper understanding of it if you know the source material. Yeah. yeah, that's always the the thing about listening to rap is that you're gonna you're not gonna get all the references. No, right. On the first you didn't time, grow up in the same second area. time, third time, <laughs> fourth time, yeah. you're you're never gonna get all the references. But one day they just click. Yeah, and then it's just like just whoa. like you've lived a little bit of life, and then you're like, "Whoa!" I get what that means. That, like, I get what that means yeah. now. I, I watched this movie. I read this book. I saw this this play. I heard this song. Something like that. Now it just it makes sense what that person's saying. 
I almost something feel like you'll never you... get. It's like oh, there's totally yeah, yeah. between friends. That oh yeah, yeah, you you'll never, yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah, it's pretty. It's individual slang that like these four people use or whatever. And like 10, 15 years ago, yeah, if I was a rapper and I, I threw pro fasteners into a yeah, we would give a pro fastener. You know, rap. it's like some stupid high school thing from like no 15, 15, 12 years ago, whatever. You know, like yeah, it's pointless. But as long as it runs. Yeah, or fits. Yeah, pulling a blaster, my pro fastener. Right, and then people go listen to that, and then someone might just like start saying that because they think it sounds cool, and then it's gonna take on a whole new. I'm glad I played that song instead of Kish around the world in eighty days. Me too. For all better for it. That was the Kish reference for UMFM for this week. They got a quota. What's the rotation now? What are we doing here? No, I'm gonna play something. Okay. So I'm going to play a song. I had a bunch of ideas. I, I know uh, we were talking earlier, Rob, that we were going to maybe um, at some point in the show like mention all the things that we didn't choose to play. Honorable yeah. mentions, Just yeah. because like every time we do this, um, you know, we get either one or two songs each, depending on how many people are on the show like, in a given week. And usually most of us you know, have like at least a long list three, four, five more Tetris, things yeah. we could we'll play. So I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to tell you which one I'm going to play. But I think we should probably talk about that later. Because, sure. uh, you know, I, I know, I'm sure all of us have come up with ideas for... So I'm going to play um, Book of Rules by the Heptones. And, um, you know, book, obviously in the title of the song, is <laughs> a pretty, pretty blatant uh, book thing. But it's from the Rockers soundtrack. And uh, Rockers was a really great movie that I would recommend to everyone. Um, and this is probably, I think this is probably the best known Heptone song. I can't think of one that is better known. Um... Yeah, we'll play it and we'll talk about it after. So, Heptone's Book of Rolls, Rocker Soundtrack. Here we go!
Yeah. Oh. Well, that's kind of what like the thing is, right? Like I know you were just saying when we were listening to this that like. Uh, well, yeah, maybe again. I should elaborate. I think it seems to me Can that like. Play on that? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Cool. Yeah, if if one has like a good sense of rhythm, the formula for making good reggae is there for the... But isn't that true with any kind of music, though? Why is it just like... Yes and no, but... The formula for making rock and roll, you can play good, you know, you can play a rock and roll beat, you can play rock and roll, you can play a blues rhythm, you can play... You know, I'm not not ready to take this argument, like, to the the grave or anything, because I think rock and roll gets cheesy very easily when you get formulaic. Well, so is reggae, though. You need... So there needs to be, like, a certain soul. You can't just, like, go into it trying to, like, I'm gonna do reggae now. No, no, no. But at the same time, if you're into it, (laughs) you can probably pull it off. What I was going to say is what you were just saying about the piano bit and stuff, right? Yeah. What makes this distinct from something... And I get what you're saying. I know well, that's the typical people complain people over, right? Oh, it all sounds the same. Uh, you know? But, like, it's the stuff that's... It's the subtleties. It's the subtleties. And it's sure. what's not there, right? It's like the spaces are, like, what, you know? Yeah. So, and that's, this song is, like, full of that. Like, that and I feel it. Like, when you hear... There's good reggae. There's not so good reggae. Well, yeah, well, it's this like anything else. terrible reggae. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, this is from Rockers, which, uh, I mean, I would, you know, highly recommend... To everyone, it's a remake of that, uh, The Bicycle Thief, but set, you know... The movie Rockers. The movie Rockers, yeah. Oh, and the soundtrack, too. Like, I mean, the soundtrack is great. Oh, the um, soundtrack is, uh, based on... Yeah, the soundtrack is a, a remake of The Bicycle Thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it. <laughs> Shut up. I got no. a joke, yeah. The movie, the movie. The movie. Um, and, like, uh, these guys actually aren't in it. They have tones. This song came out in 73, and the movie came out in 77. This was already a hit, and in the UK, too. So this is, like, the, kind of, the biggest hit on the soundtrack. A lot of the stuff, um... But, I mean, if you look at the cover, I mean, I don't know if people are going to see this, but the cover of the, the video and the, and the LP. Sam points to an album cover. Like, everybody here. <laughs> Colorful. <laughs> that was perfect. Everybody in the movie is. He gets to trim his fingernails. All right, I'm not even going to talk about this anymore. We're going <laughs> to. It's a trim. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How do they not laugh every time that they say ridiculous things in between? Yeah, like, actual script. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, yeah. But anyway, this is, uh, yeah, Rockers, whatever. It's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> all these guys in the cover are, are in it, and they're all musicians. Like um, Who's on the cover? Kidasai, Sly and Robbie are on here. Uh, Jacob Killer Miller, Horsemouth Wallace. Jacob Miller. Uh, what's this dude's name? Jack Ruby. Um, Isn't Jack Ruby the guy who killed JFK? <laughs> No, he's the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Right, right, yeah. But I mean, that's like not an uncommon thing. I mean, like Dennis Al Capone, like they all take gangster type names. Yeah, you know? that's like, not, he wasn't a gangster. He was like a no, but he was tied into the mob though. He was. Was he like a patsy yeah. for the mob though? No, it doesn't matter. People take tough guy names. That's right. He shot yeah. the president. Yeah, so. that's right. Because right. right. shot the guy who shot the president. Yeah, yeah. Hold, so on, hold, like, on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just going off the movie JFK by Oliver Stone. The movie is not. Wasn't Jackie or wasn't Jack Ruby like? crazy like Jack Ruby actually worked for the mob and he was do we want to get into this right now I mean it's open floor right now anything <laughs> can be talked about cause who no. cause this is what's his face play him in the movie um oh fuck a shemmy no <laughs> no Jack Ruby is not a major role in the movie of JFK you're thinking of probably um the other guy with nope. the eyebrows played I, by Joe Pesci right oh shit I am and that's not no that guy was David Ferry I think I could be wrong. I have a book. I have a bold bunch okay. of books about the JFK assassination. <laughs> um, we don't need to go there. Remember, we went through this. We've talked about this before. Jack Ruby. We talked about John F. Kennedy assassination before. Many know. times. Before. Yeah, we, we about, named our last. Yeah, talk about, about it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Jack about. Jack Ruby, the 
I assume you haven't talked about Jack Ruby, the musician. No, we haven't. No, but it's not an uncommon thing for them. To, I mean, like Dennis Al Capone, mm-hmm. um, Clint Eastwood. You know, uh, there's there's Lee Van Cleef. I mean, these are even even movie actors and tough guys. Lee Van Cleef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. You know what I mean? Like it's and and like uh, what's his face? Um, I've totally lost what I was saying now, but um, there's like tons of guys who took just like rap. Ch- but yeah, Jack, 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 Jack Ruby rap. is a weird one. Not that real, really, though. Come on, man. He shot somebody, I don't somebody, know the name guy. Of Jack Ruby. <laughs> he shot somebody. <laughs> so, so, he shot somebody. They probably saw <laughs> it on TV. Yeah. It's, it's a tough guy name, right? <laughs> yeah, he said, yo, his name's Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's got the last name of Ruby. You yeah. can't go wrong, man. It sounds good anyway, right? Like, <laughs> it is a good name. Why does he call himself Jack Ruby? Oh, because he shot Harvey. <laughs> the part doesn't even matter. He just married. He shot somebody, right? It's a good name. He's on TV, man. Yeah, he's on TV. That's that's the, that's the craziest thing. He reached, he reached Jamaican airwaves, man. But that reached everybody because he right? shot up somebody, yeah. man. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that guy's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, taking exactly. his name before Buddy, yeah. before Leroy, yeah, yeah. Alan steal his name, yeah, man. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like five guys waiting to steal. His yeah, name. exactly. Yeah. So you got to put out the tunes too, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much pressure, man. <laughs> you name yourself after a god man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come up big, guys. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yo, um, I don't know why you're questioning it. <laughs> I just so it's such a weird reference, Jack Ruby. Like, Yo, the who killed Lee Harvey Oswald. The way that you're, <laughs> I get it now. The way that you're, the way that you're seeing it. Is though. anyone is anyone named after the guy who killed Lincoln? Who? That's not. That's not cool. That's not. Per, that's not. That's not contemporary, though. No, man. You gotta. You gotta. Because he, he kills him because he hated the fact that Lincoln freed the slaves. <laughs> yeah, but it's you not can't name yourself though. after that. Right. No, someone would totally. To, someone to would totally say. Someone would totally say to uh, to somebody out there. John like, Wilkes Booth. Like, yeah, you, you <laughs> can't. You can't go and name yourself after him. He no, shot the guy that. He shot up the guy that freed the slaves in the U.S. Yeah, that's not that good. Means you yeah. want to go shoot up people while there's no free good. black people. No good. No, you can't do it. That it. That it. So yo, so but the way you're seeing it, man, is that we have the backstory, right? Right. Imagine that you're in uh, an island that is uh, your dream is to be in America yeah. or or the U.S. or or Canada because it's that's what's being pushed to you, and also the the surroundings around you. TV in every country wasn't even available. Like, as in terms of, there was no internet. The newspapers would come out with a bit of news, so on and so forth. So you see this, the, the news that is reaching you is going to hit you even harder. Yeah. So then you see gunman that come and shoot somebody, and then he's on TV. All Everybody's yeah. TV. Whoa, everybody's talking about him. I want to be the guy everyone talks about. You go to the Sound Clash, man, you go you go to the to, but the, someone, to the dance. Some, someone's knowledgeable, right? Someone's getting the information through. Someone's get, getting it, but they're not Because you're because you're still you're still relying on the community to tell you you can't call yourself John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, but Wilkes the Booth. thing is if you're on TV, TV meant something different also. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah, not yeah. just Jamaicans or West Indians. It meant something different to everybody. everybody. Yeah, to everybody. It was just like, whoa. But the difference is, is that the yard man, them, they could name themselves after somebody yeah. and it would be completely acceptable. As opposed to if you were in the if States and said, it. yo, I'm Jack Ruby. And then start singing so much. <laughs> 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 I think, I think, I think, 
The other thing about Jack Ruby on TV, right? That was the first time anyone saw anyone actually shoot shoot a person on live TV. Whoa! Right? Because it, it really? Yeah, really? Uh, what I happened? What happened to the Jack Ruby thing, right? Lee Harvey Oswald's being brought from yeah, like from the questioning yeah. to like courthouse or whatever, wow. and Jack Ruby shows up and shoots him, and that was on live TV and yeah, everybody yeah. saw it. And it's like crazy. That's the '63. Like that's insane. Oh, right? So that's so that's a huge. Yeah. That, you know, right, like, right. it goes awesome from being awesome. it goes from being a <laughs> yeah. five star Badmai issue yeah. into like six because it was on live TV. <laughs> six, man. Out yeah, yeah. six out of five, man. Yeah, and his name is Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby, yeah, and he's one of my favorite guys in the movie too. You know the part where they take over the DJ booth. That's the guy. I've not seen this movie. What movie yeah. are you talking about? JFK? Rockers. <laughs> 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 my favorite part of JFK is when Joe comes in. Well, there's, there is that character <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, the John Candy plays the uh, radio guy in JFK. Yeah, okay. so that's what I thought you were talking about. Dude, I thought you were about to say cool Reddings, man. <laughs> Country, I guess, right? Oh man! Remember when John Candy was on the radio station in Cool Runnings? <laughs> cool man, they Cool Runnings. That, they played that Jack Ruby song. <laughs> Didn't even get Jamaicans for Cool Runnings, eh? It was like Dougie Doug. He's not yeah, Jamaican. Yeah, Dougie Doug. You know, yeah. they, they, Dougie Doug is in. Dougie Doug is uh, sank a coffee. That's what I the went to, uh, went to um, the Drake Hotel, and there was a hip hop jam going on there. And then on the walls, they were playing Cool Runnings, <laughs> and then I was like. John Candy's a cool dude, man. But that he wasn't even cool real, man. though. Like, that was totally bullshit, the whole thing with uh, John Candy. Like, what, they never bobsled it before? Well, they did bobsled Are you telling me that Jamaica's never bobsled it before? The back- I'm about to get really righteous on you, man. <laughs> the backstory about John Candy being like this, this like, drunk who, you know, saves himself by... Uh, yeah, well, that was well all, guess what? Guess what? There was, there, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was this made-up you know story. Wasn't true? Mighty Ducks wasn't true, either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Disney takes liberty with a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cinderella. Buddy, team USA did not play Team Iceland for the fucking <laughs> World Junior Championship. It didn't happen. Didn't they play Team someone else of ridiculous too, like in that? Like, uh... like, yeah, like Team like Asia. <laughs> it's like Team Mozambique. <laughs> only, only a bunch of Canadians sitting in our basement will be yeah, talking yeah. about the discrepancies for the Mighty Ducks. Movie. Mighty Ducks Part Two. <laughs> Man, if it was basketball though or football in the states, they'd be talking about that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. What? Iceland doesn't have an NFL team. Yes. <laughs> All the eggs I broke. Oh, yeah, so yeah. unnecessary. Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I, Yo, I, we're good. We didn't talk good. about though. I, I wanted to say that about uh, the school though, man. Yeah, the Alpha Boys School. Because he's saying that anybody that can play rhythm can play reggae. Can play reggae, but no, it's like these are these are trained musicians for the most part. This is the Juilliard of. Well, no, because these reggae. are like these are like they went when they were elementary school, like little kids. Really? Yeah. And it yeah. was run by nuns, and like it was a, it was like, a, and they, they did Alpha Boy School, and everybody who's everybody pretty much came out of that. Like everyone of the Scatolites came out of that, right? And mm-hmm. like so, it, they're teaching everyone to play like you know horns was a big thing, like, yeah. mm-hmm. and then uh, everything, every piano, bass, whatever, like, and all the, the whole foundation of like Jamaican popular music that we know is. Based That's on cool. I didn't know school. that before. That's, That's a spit-off from one school came a phenomenon, came everything, uh, a, yeah. a genre of music that spread. Yeah. Over the whole world, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you can't say that for any kind of music. nothing else. Right, the way the reggae is spread, yeah, yeah. yeah it, well, and the way it's transformed into other stuff, too, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, because like hip hop and drum and bass and all those other things and jungle and all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's come from that, you know. Like, I don't know what else goes like like that. So that's uh, it's very that's something, yeah, very impressive. Like, but I can't imagine that's also another trademark of of what a school could do for somebody's life. If, oh, for sure, yeah, in, in the right direction, yeah. right direct, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's always an example I bring up. 
Yeah. Well, I'm doing the rest of your uh, Goldilocks beer there, man. Oh, poor Goldilocks. When I say Goldilocks, I mean in like Batman ways, eh? Yeah, yeah, Goldilocks is yeah. Like yeah. Jack Goldilocks. Ruby, Jack hey. Ruby would he couldn't handle that. Goldilocks, Goldilocks <laughs> breaking the she broke into the house, right? She's stealing her food. Yeah, and she, shit, right? yeah it's yeah. totally there's yeah. totally probably some like Calypsonian woman or yeah, yeah, yeah. or reggae Goldilocks, woman, yeah. Goldilocks. Yeah. and the locks too, right? She's yeah. got the hair and stuff. Yeah, easy, man. Easy. Yeah, good locks. Yeah. I have nice locks too. You do? Yeah. Reddish locks. Reddish locks. Yeah, the only like uh, <laughs> reggae or related artist I can think with the like, reddish locks is Red Rat. Oh, cool. Yeah, what the? <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> Should I play tune? <laughs> oh, is it gonna be Red Rat? Can we listen to Shelly Ann? Mm, no. Alright. Yeah, please don't. It's not on the list. Oh no, let's do our um let's do our shoutouts. Our shoutouts? What is it? Like the shout honorable, out Adam get married, Adam McKellen, I fucking love you guys, can't wait till the wedding. Yeah, why didn't you invite me? Uh, I know uh, I haven't talked to you <laughs> Come I mean, on, no no no. I like you shout out the Jets, the Jets won tonight. Yeah, four one. Stuff that um Okay, well, I'll go first. Garbage. Hey, by the time this comes out, people will be like, we talking about Jets just lost the last three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're out of the playoffs. This is recording. No, because we only have to, you know, we only have so many play- songs that we can play. In oh, you want to name the songs? Yeah, do our okay. honorable right, well, mentions. Well, what, did you, what did you not play? Um, So one of them was... Because uh, you haven't even played your other song yet. No. And your view. Yeah. Well, that's so, not going to happen. So one of them was uh, <laughs> Popular by Nata Surf. Last yeah. episode, Sam was playing some straight up 90s shit. And uh, popular by not a straight up ninety shit yo yo yeah. was uh, pop- it's, uh it's popular. It's funny saying that I was playing like you know nineties alt rock <laughs> straight up ninety shit yo. popular <laughs> most <laughs> the odds <laughs> straight up ninety shit yo it was MTV check it out some straight up much music popular uh, most of the lyrics are from like a sixties book to teens about dating like most of the lyrics are taken okay. right, right out of a a book. A self-help book kind of thing. You yeah. play it. And, um, You're not going to play it. No, this is a, a mention. And um, yeah, the vocals are good because they like start off very sort of like reading out of a bookish and then they, by the by the third verse or whatever, it's like, because each verse is pretty much out of this out of this book. Yeah, yeah. By the third verse, it's just screaming at you like, mm. and you should do this and you should blah, blah, blah. And it's, I mean, in the context, ridiculous and then given the, the delivery becomes more and more so. Yeah. Um, and it was a really popular, like I remember this song from whatever yeah you told the, me about it I looked it up years. and I was like yeah I've heard that before of course uh, yeah. what else do you have that you didn't play uh, I, had a, I had a number of things but there was like Pennywise who was a band whose shirt I had in like junior high you loved that you had satanic servers no. and Pennywise and this like, is the thing is like I had their shirt cool. I never really listened to their music I never Remember even one of their albums but they had a song off their first album which is called Pennywise and the, and song, the song is called, called Pennywise. Pennywise and it's also of course, named after the clown in it. Clown in it by yes. Stephen uh, King. Yes, Penny, whose name is Pennywise. And he was really responsible with his money. Who? Pennywise. <laughs> and I also had a song by uh, Sparks Gold called Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> Goldilocks does it again. <laughs> And I had a bunch of stuff, but uh, those are some of the honorable All right. I was Please. thinking of playing uh, Screeching Weasel, uh, I Wrote Holden Caulfield. It's in the song, uh, which, you know, obviously is related to uh, that book, um, yeah. Catching the Rye. I prefer... Um, I didn't play it because I didn't want to listen to pop no. punk from the 90s right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a good... And then I also was going to play uh, Elvis Costello, um, Every Day I Write the Book, which, you know... 
Yeah. Book. I don't really like the song that much, though, so I didn't play it. And I was thinking it was written by uh, Damian Marley and Capleton. And uh, hmm. I like the song. I just didn't didn't play it. So uh, I was thinking about playing "Our Friends Electric" by Two Way Army because it's uh, apparently uh, based on a book that Gary Newman was gonna write and then never did. I was gonna play I was gonna play that Dead Prez song off of RBG right right, right. Yeah. Uh, where he's like there's been some a lot of Dead Prez well actually you know I was gonna pull on though where he's gonna where that song where he's like where they where they break into the White House and like click clack give, give me my, my shit back, back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cause I thought like paperback is in like papers yeah. and money and give me yeah. the paperback I was gonna say uh, there's a Dead Prez on that first mixtape um, where they do it was written and they rap over that. Hmm. They, they keep some of the Damian Marley, so I could have played that. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, did you, yeah. So are we gonna? Do you want to talk about what you, stuff you didn't play, or are you gonna just play something? Or who's, who's playing a song right now? I'll play a song by um, the Clack by Clack Songs. The English band? Uh, I think they're American. I, Wait, think, I don't know. Fuck, I forget. This song is uh, called "Gravity's Rainbow." And this is contemporary shit. This is uh, from like 2006. Better if it's Wilma's Rainbow. And um, totally. Someday we'll get around to some uh, some of that. And um, yeah, this is a book. Have you guys? Do you know the book Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon? This is a book that I tried to read twice, and even like the second time when I started again, I started where I left off, and it's just too dense. And the irony of it is, on the cover, it says like. There's a Star quote Wars. from like a magazine or from Newsweek or something. It's like, this is the best novel ever written. <laughs> what? Which is totally, yeah, it's ridiculous. But then you couldn't get into it. It's too much. It's too dense. And Thomas Pynchon is like kind of a cult writer. You know, a lot of people really love him. I've read oh, some. Oh, wait. Yeah. The book actually wrote on it. That it's well, the best it was like book. a review. It was, whoa, whoa. But it was put on the book. It's I don't a know. Blurb on the, it's, a, who's, it's a blurb. Who was the blurb written by? Like, news, like a Newsweek review. Newsweek. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's news an over. Week. It's, Who the fuck reads Newsweek? Yeah, 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 Newsweek dead now? But he's talking about it. Well, this book's Yeah, man. So Newsweek meant something. That was most important. Well, who the fuck's just saying? To, I think for one thing, if you're reviewing a book that's just out and you're saying it's the best book ever, yeah, that's, like, that's outlandish. You've read very many books. No, like so, like this is a book that I was trying to reread, and now it's just not gonna. Like I've you got, did go through it once, so you it's did. really dense, and I still have like a good 190 pages to go. It's not gonna happen, but it's something that I had out because I was Wait, trying to read, well, and people come over and see it and see this quote and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Who is claiming this to be the best, what, well, like the best, the best novel of the 20th book. century Maybe or that was his shit. Yeah, yeah. Was, he was like, he I'm going to write a book, is the best book ever, and then people know my well, name. Well, he's got an interesting story, because he is like a recluse who... But the who, best book who, ever the writer is... Or, the writer or the Newsweek guy. <laughs> the Newsweek guy's a recluse? <laughs> the Newsweek guy's yeah, That, that makes sense. He's not writing the best book ever. Tuxedo Moon, Gravity's... Oh, no. That's what you just played last time. Hey, man. Claxons. Claxons. Gravity's rainbow.
So that was a song by Claxons off of a... UK? What? Yeah, I think they are from the UK, <laughs> probably. No, no, this is It was Gravity's case. Rainbow, <laughs> which is a, a novel by Thomas Pynchon, which is right. why I chose it. And uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about them. I just had to look them up on uh, Wikipedia today. Yeah. This happened to be a, a song that someone put on my computer. Recently, I think we were talking before everyone else came here that you have a lot of stuff that like that because you were you're overseas. Yeah, a lot of the stuff I have been checking out that I had never heard before is because yeah, meeting people overseas where we just trade music and yeah. um, but this was someone well this is a past guest Shauna put this on oh yeah, yeah yeah but someone else had given her a bunch of random music and that's where it came from yeah yeah so Claxons cool pretty you know really I like the way the tracks I like a how lot. I like how it started yeah it's yeah. cool it's very cool. Drums are very, uh, very intense. Yeah, it's good. Jumping in there. I had heard the name of the band before, but I'd never actually heard any of their, any of their materials. All right. Yeah, so I gotta watch out because I only have like three songs of theirs, and uh, I better be careful not to download their entire discography. Because you never, like never it. listen yeah, to them. Yeah, for sure. Very possible. Cool. How the West was won. Yeah. African dig. Big That's a good showdown. song. Yeah, I have another record by that guy called Every Posse Want Me. Style. Children, children. Capital offense. That's a good one too. Yeah. Popa di Cotta. Brigigan International. That's good. That's good. But yo, see how this guy's pulls up on here, man? Yeah. Yeah, I know with the shirt open, right? He's got a shirt open right where his ditch <laughs> is. <laughs> Just not up top. Like normally people would unbutton the top of the shirt to let like it breathe and to show your, your chest. Yeah. But he's like, nah, man. Yeah, I want, check, check I want you to check out, check out that. He's got good poses on everything, man. I kind of was like that when I last time I went to Trinidad. It's got Calvin Klein. I never good pose on that one too. And the back, the back page, the back page, back cover on the, the other one on Every Posse Want Me. This is amazing. I love this guy's record, man. It's great. Oh, whoa! With scientists. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And Junjo, too. That's my favorite producer ever. This is crazy, man. Yeah. You know, I really like scientists' covers all the time, too. Oh, man. they're great. They're, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just good taste, man. Yeah. Scientists because evil curse of the vampires and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's like, whew. Yeah. Color um, by Rust, that color. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. missed that. I love that, yeah. Uh, every posse want me. Yeah, but this is, <laughs> I know the picture, right? The picture of the yeah. back, it's just like, but you know, this is him. It says, every posse want me. And he's just like, why do they want me? Yeah, 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 why yeah. do they want me? And then you see yeah. on the back. And then the back is me. like, That's why oh, because I'm me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to witchpolice.com. Check out the, the photos that. Oh, you want me to put these up? Well, I don't know. It's a good idea. I guess I could. Then people are on relevant pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's a random discussion. This is pretty good. Yo, he's got a lot of Let's nice... play another song. I gotta go to bed. Oh, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. You gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I don't know you what gotta, I wanna yeah. play. I don't know what I wanna play. Um, I wanted to play Prince Dorothy Parker. Yeah. Ballad of. Because I was like the beat. But then, Dorothy Parker was a writer in the in the 20s and the 30s. And the song is Prince being Prince. I try to decipher the lyrics. He meets some woman. He likes he likes her wit. Wants to match his up wits with her. But then it gets all like kind of convoluted in terms of is he talking about sex with her? Is he talking about him being in a relationship? Because he makes a reference to a violent house. A uh, relationship that he doesn't want to be in. Uh, does she actually let him sleep with her? And then he goes and sleeps with his girlfriend. Or does she give him the... She's on her... Uh, I heard someone made a reference to that the, the woman in there was on her period. And that's why she couldn't have sex with him. But I don't think Prince would write that, about that. There's something about the witch's curse. Which is strange. I've heard that decipher in there as well. To, to, put, him, to put him off. Um, I, don't, I just don't think Prince would write about... Well, would say it that way. He's more, he's more eloquent. accommodating and eloquent yeah. about 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 woman, um, and and being, I guess, equals in a relationship or the objects of his desire. Yeah, yeah. Um, what record is this from? This is off of Sign of the Times. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's just a great song. But I don't know if I want to play that. <laughs> Good story. Because it's just. Well, Sign of the Times is also one of the, I want to say it's the best Prince record, but Purple Rain is Purple probably Rain is, Yeah, good. but it's 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 definitely up there. Um, but then this All Natural also, because every, everybody's heard this, this record a million times, Sign of the Times, uh, and if they haven't, they need to do so. Um, but All Natural, no additives, no preservatives, uh, why I'd pick a song off of this is because when it came out off of All Natural uh, Hip Hop, it came with a comic book, actually. Oh, cool. So, and Fresh Air was the name of it. Um, Yeah. Capital D is the lead vocalist, rapper on here. They come from Chicago, Illinois. And just, yeah, just the comic. I wanted to get it, and then they sold out of it. Um... And it's totally eluded my hands. He from looks the time it came hands. out. 
<laughs> Pardon? He looks per- at his hands. Perplexedly. Yeah, perplexedly, yeah, it's even better. Why have I never got this? So you have the, that album, but not the comic. I don't have the comic. I don't have the comic. And I, I never ordered CDs online. This is the only CD I've ever ordered online, the actually. The only one. The only one I've ever ordered online. It was because I wanted the comic, and I was such a big fan of their singles off of this. And Who wrote the comic? They did. Oh really? Did yeah, they, yeah, who yeah. did the art? But I can't remember who did the artwork. But is well. someone someone notable? Like someone um, notable? You know or? what, dude? That's a one person at UMFM would kinda. totally know is Jared McKediak. You know what? We were, actually we want to get him on the show. We've been trying to. He actually it. has the comic. Well, when he we get him on here, right we'll ask him for me. And anyways, so yeah, I don't know if I want to play this song either. We can play something. I don't have to play anything. We could just end, can't we? No, no, we can play song. We gotta have the, the quota. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a quota. Speaking of Jared, he might get mad if we don't have our quota. Well, this show's already gone way past an hour. I wish point. that uh, I wish that had some Canadian rap. I was trying to remember a Canadian rap that talks about writers, besides Kish uh, eighty around the world in eighty days, and then um, uh, there's that rascal song with chaos where chaos oh. talks about Jaleel. Oh, was that writer's name? Jabron. Uh see, I was I was thinking of chaos. But then I didn't want to listen to his catalog. Before you guys uh, got here, I was saying we could play uh, Sevy Tones to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Should we go down that? Well, I mean, Ness has, Ness has his final choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> never was, never was a big fan of the... Well, then don't play it. But it's... That's a good idea. Sevy Tones is what? Rich Turfry and uh, Max Hedrum there? Or what is his name again? What's his real name? Max Hedrum. Robert Vaughn. Robert... Is that his real name? Robert Vaughn Squire. Yes. And both of them have gone in different directions since then. Well, one of them... One of them is a radio more, show. More direction. Uh, well, <laughs> and then, well, one of them is, is, is CBC. Yeah, but then the other barber. one... Pardon? The other one's a barber. Seriously? Is yeah. he now? Yeah. Where? He has his own barber outfit in is Montreal. It, in Montreal now? Okay. Interesting. It's a good story. I think he does, like... He was doing parties not too long ago. I don't know if he still does. You could do both. Uh, that's a good side gig. You could. You, you yeah. could. You definitely could. Hmm. Well, anyway, we gotta play something, right? Do. Oh, I'm so indecisive about these things. Let's play Dorothy Parker. All right. Uh, yeah, usually, um, it's the last song, right? So usually what we do is we give a kind of a, here's how you listen to our stuff thing. So, um, this is episode, what, 19? Yeah, so you can uh, you can download all the previous 18 episodes or stream them at www.witchpolice.com. You can also uh, listen to our show on Monday nights at 11 p.m. on UMFM 101.5 or stream it online at umfm.com. And, uh, yeah. Is there anything else? Um, episode 19. Uh, Number six. Our show is all sexually developed now. Found itself. Oh, sexy. It's all just strutting its stuff. And now we're playing like, Prince. Yeah, right? Prince would just sense. be all over the 19th episode. <laughs> <laughs> More ways than one. Yeah. Alright, let's just... Alright, yeah, we're done. I'm tired. Yeah, Prince. I guess. Yeah. Ah! That's it.
Dorothy was a waitress on the promenade. She worked the night shift. Dishwater blonde, tall and fine. She got a lot of tips. Well, earlier I've been talking stuff in a violent room, fighting with lovers past. I needed someone with a quicker wit than mine. Dorothy was fast. Well. Sound like a real man to me. Bubble bath, my pants on, all the fighting stop. Next time I 